Managing your expectations and budget for a safari. This is the Wildlife Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from WildEye, and in this episode I'm going to sit down with Tanya and Judy from my logistics department as they are basically in the trenches every single day helping people with costings for safari, managing expectations for safari, putting itineraries together for people on their safari. And over the last while we've been getting a lot of inquiries and then people are quite surprised at the cost of a safari. Now, you get what you pay for. That's with anything in life. And safaris are exactly the same. So um, in this conversation, we just have a little bit of a look at what goes into it, what people must think of. If you want to book your own safari, to look at those hidden costs and why there's value in booking with an agent. I hope this one brings value to you. Okay, Judy, where did this come from? Okay, so... A lot of uh, travels picking up, obviously, so we're getting a lot of inquiries. One inquiry that we got mm-hmm. was for a group of four people, yeah. basically, and their brief to us was they want to travel South Africa, Zimbabwe, which includes Victoria Falls, and then back into SA down to Cape Town mm. for a period of, let's say, 10 to 14 days, yeah. but 5,000 US dollars per person. How many days? About 10 to 12 days. That's 500 dollars a day? Uh, yes, including flights to these places and local flights international uh, well regional so you'll go from yeah. SA into BFA which oh, is Victoria wow. Falls what was your reply to them I, I went back I said well, we must be honest that the budget is slightly limited we might have to look into um, because they, they mentioned they actually mentioned the very specific lodge uh, Tunda Tula, yeah. which is an elite premier lodge in sure. South Africa. It's, I mean, you're not getting in there for 500 bucks a day. No, you're not going to get in there. And even, it, uh, I mean, if they want to go there, that's basically their whole budget for three days yeah. in Tunda Tula. So I went back to them and I said, you know, we can look into other options, but we need to be realistic about mm. what you're expecting. Yeah. So, yeah. That's How often does that happen, though? How often do people come? I mean, Tanya, with you guys, where they come and they say, I want to go to the Mara, but I've got a thousand dollars. It's, it's it's happened often. <laughs> really yeah because we, we don't know this i mean we we speak to people on the ground and people are like oh, i want to go here okay speak to tanya do this whatever the case is so it happens often i think people underestimate just how expensive places are yeah or park fees especially like people think of accommodation and they completely mm. forget about but those are things fees. they don't even know about no. so what are the yeah. things people don't consider park fees what else Logistically, transfers, flights, mm. um, meals, sometimes meals aren't included, so you need to take that into account. Drinks. Drinks, include that. Yeah. And some places have park fees, but then they have hidden stuff like conservation levies Tourism or... levies. What is the other one? The community. The community levies is another what one. What is like community a community Entrance fees. It's, it's probably a property that's based on a, a land that needs to contribute. And they've got to pay, the, okay. Assuming something yeah. to that effect. And then there's foundations that you fund unknowingly. Mm. It's all good. It's it's going to a good cause. Yeah. Every, every single bit of it is going into a good place, a good cause, and so forth. Yeah, the lodges aren't taking the piss. No, they're not. They're not taking. They're not ripping you off and and all that stuff. But I think if you go onto the lodges website, it's like it's the little T's and C's that guests mm. don't see mm. when they see the beautiful pictures and game drives and stuff mm. like that. That our team does yeah. see and do factor in. How often yeah. is it that people people ask for a safari or, or an itinerary and then you give them a price or a cost or whatever the case might be 
and then they're like, holy hell, no, I didn't expect that. <laughs> when you explain to them what it's made up of, does it change their mind or are they just tapped out? I think you get this more on the private side. Yeah, maybe. I, I think it varies, especially with private guided stuff. People don't know how much it costs to have a, yeah. a qualified guide who's, sure. who's there to teach you. And a private vehicle. Exactly. Private yeah. vehicles especially, that's, well, a lot of the time it's more than the actual accommodation. I did a, really? Mm, just to butt in, I did a, a costing the other day for a lodge here in South Africa, which I don't use often, I know you use them frequently, 17,000 rand per day for a per private vehicle. vehicle. Yeah. And per that's, day? And that's average. Mm. That's average. Per day? It is more or less yeah, than per day. So if you're going for four days, that's 68,000 rand. Done. There's 68k on the table just to get your own private vehicle. Do you get to take the vehicle home? <laughs> to <a> holy hell. <laughs> So yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. I think people need to, um, and it's so hard because if you're a first time traveler, you have no idea where to start. And I no. think that's where our team steps in and, mm. and guides you. But basically, if you're going to be looking at any Southern African or East African destinations, a ballpoint figure of about 1,000 to 1,200 US dollars per day, per person. Is this for private guided or normal travel? Normal travel. Yeah. Um, private guided might go slightly over that, although there are lodges that can accommodate that as well. Yeah, so yeah. probably around two thousand per day, I'd say. Would that yeah. include depending on obviously depending on sure. the lodges? Then yeah. Where you would that would that be then for the guide and the private vehicle and all yes. the goods? Yes. Yes. Transfers in out. How every bell and whistle you can think of. And look yeah. at the ballpark. I mean, don't don't yeah. quote us on yeah. this, <laughs> but. It's, it's very strange because people are very bullish with us sometimes in the field. It's like, yes. oh, no, cool, I'm going to book a private and this and that. And then they approach us and we hand it over to Tanya who does that. And then suddenly it's just like, gone. they got gone. <laughs> because suddenly the reality sets in. Mm. But at the end of the day, and I think uh, you guys must have this conversation with clients as well, is you get what you pay for. 100%. That's it. Yeah. And that was my next comment. Like, that's very ballpoint, very estimate, etc. But we can, we can meet your budget if we really have to. There are lodges that can accommodate that. You might not get your private vehicle. You might be sharing with two randoms from a country that you don't like. But, but So you get what you pay for, coming down to get you. How often, so, so I mean, you guys have a lot of client interfacing stuff and you guys interface with the guides as well. But how often with clients do you have to manage these expectations? We've got to say, listen, John, ain't happening. I'm not going to put you in Sangeeta, I could put you into Nottons, for example. Again, I'm saying them because both are great lodges. Each lodge has its place. Yes. How often do you have to, I want to use the word convince people, but talk to them about their expectation. It must be mm. more often than not. I think the guards get a couple of lectures from Tanya every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Keep them in place. You want to promise the world, but um, obviously not within budget. So it is, it is a little difficult from time to time. Mm. Um, but once you explain... They are what you explain to people what goes into it and what you're mm. getting. They do they do sometimes come around. Um, but obviously sometimes it's just way out of budget. Yeah. So it yeah. depends. And if it's way out of budget, there's nothing wrong with that. We can mm. always look into a different option. Yeah. yeah. That was because um, we often yeah. we say that like upsell, upsell, mm. try and get this. Sometimes we have to downsell in order to make it possible for the client. And I'm not meaning downsell as a bad thing. Is let's just get you to the bush kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you're out there looking at a lion lying under a tree, are you thinking of your breakfast that you had that was five star or your croissant that you had before you left? Like, what difference does the meal, five star versus three star, have when you're actually experiencing oh. that emotion yeah. watching that pride of lions? It's funny how lodges, and you guys must have this, 
over time how it changed because initially it was the wildlife then it was about the beds and the count linen threads and then it was the wine lists of each lodge which makes it special and then it was the the food someone said to me once they heard and this was obviously rumors but Sangeeta flies in their croissants from France every day like well that's what, what? they charge so much in the no, no it, 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 I mean, it's not realistic but it, it, it the focus goes elsewhere I was with an agent once and I've mentioned this in the podcast on a site visit to Botswana and like old older lady no disrespect because i'm old but from the states and all she worried about was we walk into the rooms and she was like your this is nice but when did you last change the curtains because it doesn't match with the bed no. stuff i'm like you're fucking kidding me no when can you go out on game drive how how long what's the private view blah, 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 blah. what is the most common thing that people underestimate from a cost point of view obviously private vehicles from from t from your point of view mm. yeah but what else what don't people see what must they keep in mind if they decide to do their own research into booking their own safari? Mm. You know what, and I hate to bring this up because we're almost over it, but the last two years, COVID requirements or... Yeah, COVID. Well, vaccine certificates and PCR uh, tests. Yeah, PCR tests. Mm. PCR tests. I mean, some countries, <laughs> no, won't mention names, but have been charging us... Okay, an example. Monopools. <laughs> Let's go back to examples. What did they want to charge us that one time to fly um, a chopper in and test the guest? It was over two grand, I think, just for the... Yeah, and uh, we're talking dollars. 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 2,000 US yeah. for a PCR yeah. test. Yeah, it was. Just for the chopper, to get, just remember. to get the nurse there yeah. and back. Yeah. And then you still needed to pay for your actual PCR test. But can they guarantee it's negative then? Because <laughs> at that rate, it's like, what the I hell? remember, I remember. $2,000. Yeah. Worked what? it out to about seven fifty or something per person. Yeah. No, it was ridiculous. Did the people go for it? No, no. no. We, I was about to say, jeez. Well, they, they had the option. We gave them the option of either you can have it done, but then the whole group has to be in agreement with it because it's, yes. a, it's a group trip. Or fly back to Arari, we'll overnight you for mm. $140, US dollars, mm. have a quick 65. Yeah. Um test and that's it you know so there are options around it but yeah unforeseen uh, within the last two years was pcr costs mm-hmm. pcr tests stuff like that and then with that comes the extra night of accommodation because you have to I wait, now for, wait for you of yeah, course yeah. yeah but uh yeah i can't um i think we've mentioned it all park fees yeah. conservation fees um, i had a question from someone on instagram recently as well and she booked a lodge from the stage on her own just booked the lodge and I think the and the point with this is it's educational because a lot of people book the and they book the lodge mm. and the thing is like okay cool can I take a taxi from the lodge to the city for one night? Mm. They haven't looked at literally they get to Oatambo yeah. and they expect to just walk into the lodge. Yeah, there is so much that goes in yeah. and again that's what we've been harping on logistics and on don't do it yourself and I've even said to people send me your itineraries. Yeah. And I'd be happy to, with one, just go through it and say, check, 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 yes, that's fine. Even if you travel someone else. But we're getting it a lot more now because I also think, and maybe you guys can confirm or, or change this, but I'm getting a lot more inquiries from people who have never inquired about safari before. Maybe COVID made them realize mortality is real. I'm going to die one day. Maybe I should go on a trip. But they have no idea where to start. Yeah. None. And, and that's it. Like, we're not nailing these guys. We're not, we're not saying <laughs> feel embarrassed about the budget that you're putting no. forward. Not at all. No, that's no. not where we're going. But if you have traveled, you're a frequent traveler, and costs have gone up because lodges are trying to recuperate now on, on lost profits. So just start budgeting in a, a real mm. per day um, expectation. Mm. And yeah, if, if you don't have a budget to work with, yeah. send, us, send us your itinerary that you want to do 
or the days that you want to travel and we can come back to you and we can at least start a conversation mm. like that. How often, I've had people say this to me on Instagram and stuff if I give them a ballpark number. Do you get people saying to you, but can't you negotiate on my behalf? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, does that mean? what does that mean in the real world and is it possible? Because people ask these things. Tanya's laughing. She's got a family going to Botswana that does that frequently. Oh, yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... I, I don't even what do they expect you to negotiate, though? Do you are you supposed to negotiate with the flights, which is fixed, with the lodge? With Who do they expect you to? I don't know. When you figure it out, let me know. Because <laughs> it's it's honestly not that we're ripping people off. Because no, we're not. Like no. you said, you get what you paid for. Mm. If you want to go to a high end lodge, then you're gonna have to pay for a high end lodge. 100%. If you want to go to an entry level, you're gonna pay for an entry level. Yeah. So you can't expect to go to a high end lodge and pay. Nothing. Unfortunately, yeah. people do. It's messed up. It's really messed yeah. up. And I think that people always think, and maybe you guys can help me here, they think that if you book directly with the lodge, it's easier and more cost-effective. Yeah. Yes or no? Yes. So, do they think so? They think, think that. So. Is yes. it the truth? No. no. Why not? Hidden costs. Yeah. Yeah. Hidden costs. Yeah. Am I right? Just, okay, you guys, you know, I'm talking from what I know very little on these things. But let's say, for example, a lodge costs $1,000 a night. If John from America books directly with the lodge, they're going to say to him, cool, we'll give it for $9.50 off the listed price. We as an agent get X amount STO rate. So they give us a reduced rate for us to sell them. Mm -hmm. We can then go back to John and say, cool, we give it to you for $800. Mm -hmm. Because we make our cut. The lodge get their money and John gets a better price booking through an agent. Is that correct? Correct. So, correct. so the, system, the, 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 I mean, the numbers are... Yeah, you're right. There's a system. The There's theory system. works. Correct. So that's why people should book through an agent. What are the correct. other reasons? Hidden costs. Hidden costs and... Peace of mind. I think that's there. a big one. Because the last thing you want is to be on a trip trying to figure out how you're going to get home because... And the well, lodge... Yeah. Some of the lodges... Yeah. And look, I haven't booked a lodge direct, but surely if I book with a lodge they are not going to help me with flights and road transfers. It's not their game. No. no. So no. you as John from America are going to have a contact for the lodge, a contact for your transfer, a contact for your... Da, 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 da. Whereas now they've got a single point of contact. Tanya, where's my flight? Oh, cool. Yeah. Peter's on his way. Yeah. And then going back to hidden costs, if, if people are going to go that route and book directly, yeah, book, let's call it number one, lodge, two flights, three transfers, four, whatever, mm -hmm. extra hotel. Every single payment that they're going to be processing for that little division is going to have its separate transfer fees or credit card fees attached sure, to it as well. Sure. Whereas now they're doing one bulk payment to Wild Eye and Bob's your uncle, it's done. Yeah. That's it, mm. done. And we factor those costs in as well. So it's not as if we're going to present them with a, a, a cost for a safari and then a listener's going to say, oh, well, actually, sorry, I need to add another 2% for credit card yeah. fees. It's, it doesn't work like that. Tanya factors those in. We factor them yeah. in on schedule. So when, when they get the price of $15,000 for two people for however many nights, mm. that's it. That's it. Park fees, flights, everything's in there. Hella. Yeah. Yeah. See, it makes sense. And it's funny, I mean, even being in the industry for a while, I've never dealt with that side of it. But we get these questions from people and to me, maybe from South Africa, it's common sense. It's like, okay, I get it. But in the States, and we, uh, Johanna and I are busy looking at a US trip now. Okay. And we have to change our mind because they work differently. Okay. Their, their accommodation and the transfers and stuff. So the, the, the African safari industry as a whole is pretty jacked. Because mm. I, I wasn't, I'm, way back I was in a lodge in Canada for Grand Prix Rainforest. 
I went to whatever the place was, uh, Tweedmere afterwards. Okay. And they marketed this as, this is one of the best lodges in Canada. It's like the top seven award. I'm like, holy hell, this is going to be amazing. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I mean, an average lodge in Medikwe would have run them. So our, our structures, the lodge industry, the hospitality, the links, the transfers, all of those things, we're pretty jacked. And people need to understand that and that someone like us knows what we do. Exactly. We understand the system. And I think it goes back to paying, you pay for what you get. And when it, like you say now, when it comes down to African lodges, mm. it's not as if you're paying for it, but you get an exceptional, intimate, no, intimate the wrong word, emotional experience, yeah. right? Because those people are there to serve you. They, they honor tourism. They carry tourism on their shoulders and that's what they live for. Mm. So they're there to give you the best experience that you mm. can, that you can get. That's what you're paying for. That's what you're getting, yeah, that's what you're paying for. Mm. If you go to a place in Europe and you stay in a hotel there, it's a number. is the reception going to know your name when you walk out? No. Probably not. In Africa, most likely. Yeah, they will. You're going to hug and cry when you go home. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what you pay for. Yeah. It is. It's a, it sounds horrible, but it's, it's about money. And I think, I hope if anybody has questions on the back of it, can they get hold directly with you guys? Absolutely. So I'll put your email addresses in the description of this um, podcast and then people can get hold of you. Um, just from each of you, one last time. A, a, a piece of advice for someone listening who has no idea what to start on cost. Where should they begin? T. First of all, they don't know what the hell or where. Start with us. Okay, good answer. <laughs> Thank you. Us. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just make the effort. Email us. Um, start that correspondence, and then we'll take it from there. I mean, we're not we we're not close to telephone calls or setting up mm. video calls. We, we're open to all of that. Yeah. So even if we hap- happen to hop onto a video call and, right. and break down, maybe they thought they wanted to go to Zambia, but they actually want to go to I don't know, Murchison Falls. You know, it's yeah. not in the same country. Let's let's start by manage the expectations. Exactly. Yes. Hundred mm. percent. It's one of those, I'm going to the Mara, but can I please do a day trip to Cape Town? Yes, exactly. Sure, John, off you go. You have to get up really early. <laughs> it's, um, and also, what people must understand, if they contact us or you guys or info at Wild Eye, wherever that goes to, because you ask a question doesn't mean you're committed to paying money. No, no. Just because there's a lot of companies that do that. Yeah. Like you've got to fill in this form, basically put in your credit card details and then inquire. No. It's just a question. So it's about education. It's about managing expectations and that's what we do. Exactly, 100%. And we've got that um, feature on our website, don't we? The inquire button. And yep. you, put, you like break down your little itinerary, what you yep. expect. What stuff. you're interested in, yep. this, that, the other. Just because you hit submit doesn't mean we're going to be charging you <laughs> for credit card. It's not an hourly rate thing. No. It's a whole different story. Not at all. Anyway, ladies, thank you very much for your time. Um, guys, if you have questions, I will put all the contact details in at the descriptions to wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Take care soon. Bye. Travel safe. Bye. Okay, so there you go. Like mentioned, I will put the description, uh, the, the, the contact addresses for those two ladies in the description of the podcast, and you can get hold of them if you have any questions. Alternatively, you can hit me up on social media, Jerry Finnevolt on all the platforms, and I'd also be happy either to help or to connect you with our logistics team so that we can manage your expectations and make sure you get both what you pay for and the experience that you have been dreaming of. As always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for lending me your ears. I will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.